quarterback, number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how you can throw. Yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. Alright, welcome everybody to yet another episode of 6Bs and a P, our ninth episode covering week 8, Browns versus the Chargers, Cleveland Browns with their second victory of the year, now 2-6 and six on the season, and a rainy, windy 7-6 win over the disappointing San Diego Chargers. Happy to be with you, I'm your host Brian Costco, here on AquabearLegion.com quick podcast this week on location laying in my bed um, doing it before I fall asleep for the evening so you may hear a little bit of Lucy the Basset Hound snoring in the background Maggie the cat moving around or you know maybe at some point Sherry Oliver if she feels so inclined to speak on this episode of the podcast Um, So yet another Browns victory, which is always an exciting thing around here. Uh, Thought about opening the phone lines again like we did last time after the Browns won. Uh, But, you know, this one there just wasn't a ton to talk about. You know, a win is a win and we'll take it any way it goes. But, you know, seven to six, they managed to pull it out. But, you know... In this scenario, it was really the weather, I think, that defeated the Chargers and the fact that they were pretty terrible as well. And the Browns, you know, unlike some previous games, managed to hold it together just enough to win this game. Um, Awesome touchdown by Trent Richardson, who had an amazing game. 24 rushes, 122 yards and a touchdown. Um, Especially coming after, you know, a lot of people were worried about him not playing as much this year with an injury. So it was awesome to see him go out there and have really good game and score the touchdown that helped the Browns win. And it was needed. Uh, Brandon Whedon, only 11 for 27, 129 yards. Obviously, you know, the weather playing a role in that Phillip rivers didn't do too well for the chargers either. Um, but you know, again with Whedon, you know, it was wet and cold and rainy. Those aren't great stats, but he didn't throw an interception. He didn't fumble the ball. Uh, didn't take a lot of sacks. So I think it was pretty good overall. Um, performance by him too, but it was nice to see Trent Richardson step up um, in a game like that in bad weather and make some really awesome plays, score that big touchdown and help the Browns win. And then I think the other thing you have to talk about, about this game is the defense, you know, the Browns defense finally coming through and holding the chargers to two field goals, Uh, you know, kind of looking, I think how, a lot of people thought the defense might look this year. Uh, one of the bright spots of the Browns after last season and even earlier in this season and uh, hadn't been playing like it recently. And it was nice to see um, a couple big stops and, you know, just a great defensive effort hold the Chargers to six points, which was good because the Browns, you know, only did get that touchdown. So the fact that they hold them to two field goals saves the game there. Um, so always good coming off a win, you know, this week. We got another big game, division game against the Baltimore Ravens in Cleveland. Hopefully a little momentum um, 
so that the Browns can can take one here from the Ravens, who of course you know are leading the division right now, but have some problems I think that can be exploited a little bit. And you never know. I mean, the advantage of the Browns this season, I think especially, is that this team seems like it can win games no matter who they're playing. At least hang in there for a little bit, um, and it's exciting enough to watch. And, and in a situation like this, you know, maybe you take a little momentum from that big victory against the Chargers in a game that maybe most people thought you didn't have a chance to win. So as always, you know, we're hoping for a Brownsville victory on Sunday. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I'd like to see him kind of, you know, hit a stride here with the offense. And if the defense can keep playing as well, then good things will come, I think. So let's hope along with those good things that Pat Shermer doesn't find a way to screw them up. As you know, this podcast has kind of taken a little bit of a, you know, it, I wouldn't say an anti Shermer stance at this point, but he has made some very questionable decisions. And one of the things I wanted to talk about this week quick, as we go into our tweet of the week um, is also the fantastic Twitter account for fake Pat Shermer. Um, everybody should check that out. That is at fake Pat Shermer says some pretty amazing stuff. He had a great one during the game that we retweeted uh, right after Pat took a timeout in the third quarter. And I even said out loud at the TV, he does that every game. And that is why we don't have timeouts at the end of games. And I tweeted something along the lines of there's my annual game time, third quarter burning of a timeout. And I thought it was pretty perfect. So check out fake Pat Shermer. And, you know, we decided, I think we've been talking about it with the Browns tweet of the week on this show that Frosty Rocky really deserves his own tweet separate from the tweet of the week because every week Frosty Rucker says something amazing and it's just not fair to make him the tweet of the week every week. And it's not fair to not share these amazing selections of 140 characters with you this week. The official Frosty Rucker tweet of the week here on six B's and a P is, um, just at Costco for Halloween, no biggie. And a giant, photo of just huge boxes of full candy bars that Frosty Rucker is buying. I would love to be trick-or-treating in Frosty Rucker's neighborhood and getting lots of candy bars from him. That'd be pretty sweet. So there you go. He's got a cart full of giant boxes of candy bars. And the regular non-Frosty Rucker tweet of the week this week is, you know, I think pretty topical. Um... Sandy is out there acting a fool for exclamation points. Be safe out here driving people. And I want to note here too, that this is abbreviated PPL. Um, so it's less important to spell out the word people and more important to get all those exclamation points in people. Street lights are down trees, etc. And that is from Josh Cribs at Josh Cribs 16. Josh keeping it topical there talking about Sandy and uh, six B's in a P of course hopes everybody is safe out there and doing all right in the storm. Josh Cribs, keep an eye out as well. So don't worry, giving you the warning of watching out for those street lights and trees. And of course the, etc. So tweet of the week there from Josh Cribs and a great one from frosty Rucker as well, both topical Halloween and big Sandy Superstorm. Uh, trivia question from last week. We asked you what Browns legendary Browns player 
also won a professional championship in another sport besides football. And that's none other than famous Browns quarterback Otto Graham. In 1946, Otto, before joining the Browns in 1947, before starting his football career, played one season of basketball between college and football. And Mr. Otto Graham won the 1946 National Basketball League championship with the mighty Rochester Royals. I'm sorry there. Uh, the Rochester Royals. So Otto Graham, of course, winning that championship with the Royals and then going on to win a few with the Browns as well. This tweet of the week, I'm sorry, not tweet of the week, trivia question. The Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question that has been renamed recently. Uh, this week's question is also about a Browns legend. Similar time period as Otto Graham about the Hall of Famer Jim Brown. And the question is, Jim Brown is, you know, as we know, a Hall of Famer in pro football. And he's also a Hall of Famer in college football, as most pro football Hall of Famers are. But there's a third sport that Jim Brown is in the Hall of Fame for. And we are here asking you what that third sport is. In fact, I'll give you another hint. He was an All-American in this sport in college. And... There has always been a rumor and mythology among Jim Brown that, that they actually changed the collegiate rules of this sport because he was too good at it when he was in college. So what is the third sport besides professional and college football that Jim Brown is in the Hall of Fame for? Send it to us by email, brian at aquabrelegion.com. Leave it in the comments or send it to us on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six. Letter B, number one, letter P on Twitter there. Big game versus the Ravens this weekend. Go Browns. We're hoping we can ride out some momentum from this past win. As always, we want to hear from our listeners out there. Tell us in the comments on Twitter or through email what you think is right or wrong about the Browns this season, what you would like us to talk about on here. And before we go, I wanted to mention, too, that we did have a comment. Uh, we're Dave Openauer, uh, longtime listener to the show and supporter of 6Bs and a P, asked what – what I thought and what the show, you know, what what we thought about uh, this new possible, I think it was the Ohio State House looking at eliminating the allowance of blackouts, uh, you know, around football games if they don't sell out. And, and I think it's a great thing, you know, especially down in Cincinnati. I know there's been, you know, recent years where sometimes in protest against the ownership, fans have stopped going to games um, or, you know, just – in Cleveland, even, you know, a lot of games sell out, but sometimes if the weather's really bad in December when you, you know, season's already not going well, you can have a smaller crowd show up. And I think, you know, you should be able to, if you live in those cities, watch your sports team. Speaking as a Browns fan down in Athens, Ohio, uh, you know, between a couple TV markets and now recently changed to the West Virginia TV market that often shows Pittsburgh Steelers games, um, you know, I realize how how important it is if you are living in Cleveland itself or Cincinnati itself or you know in a close suburb to be able to watch your sports team on your local station that's something that I think you know should be allowed and these rules about blackouts you know I think stem from a little further back in time where you know you couldn't watch everything on your phone or computer or wherever else anytime you wanted anyway so that's my two cents on it seems like a pretty good thing to do 
And, you know, it helps more people watch football. So that's always good. And we're going to close out for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening again. As always, you can find us on Twitter at 6B1P. Leave a comment in here. Send us an email. And uh, go download some music. AquabareLegion.com. Go Browns. Woo! Woo! Woo!